the HodgePodge Podcast. Every day is a good day. It's how you see it, that's what I say. When you wake up in that mind frame, singing with the blue jays, sipping on a latte. Every day is a good day. It's working against me. For up and coming artists on the Hodgepodge podcast. Here in small town, USA. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Hodgepodge time. Official, official sponsor here because I like it. I like talking about it. So, recorded from all over the globe. Multiple time WWE champion, professional wrestler. You know how it goes with Chris Jericho. He's also the lead singer of the rock band Fozzie. And he's also a New York Times bestselling author. What else can he do? But Chris Jericho, he rocks your world. The podcast world that you listen to. With his podcast talk is Jericho. His unique take on all things in pop culture and entertainment, man. Sit down with Jericho. The Ayatollah of Rock and Roll as he interviews some of the biggest names in wrestling, music, TV, movies, comedy, and you can't forget the paranormal. There's all ages are welcome. You don't have to show your ID, so there's no ID required. So it's it's worth listening to, you know? You know how Chris Jericho is. So go listen to it. Available everywhere podcasts are available, right? You guys know I love podcasts, that's why I'm doing a podcast. You also know my hero is Bobby Bones from the Bobby Bones Show. He has a new podcast, it's called The Bobby Cast, B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-S-T, all one word. It's a show that he does from his house. An in-depth interview with songwriters, producers, musicians, artists, all in Nashville. That reveal the stories behind the biggest songs, candid anecdotes, and personal real-life stories. So, you guys know... This is how I do my podcast. That's because Bobby Bones does his podcast the same way. From the house, from my mouth, from his house, from his mouth. So, go get Bobby Cast, B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-S-T, on Apple Podcasts. This is Richard Schroeder. Hey, this is Cole Jones. Everyone, it is Murph from Joker. And you're listening to the HodgePodge Podcast. Hey, it's Derek Norsworthy, and you're listening to the HodgePodge Podcast. All right, welcome to the HodgePodge Podcast. On today's episode, number 105, we've made it to 105 episodes. You got Mike Thomas on today. This guy looks exactly like Slash. That is if Slash took off the hat, took off the nose ring, and straightened his hair. But this guy plays guitar just like Joe Perry from Aerosmith. We're going to talk about... How I think he talked. How I think he talks like this guy and looks like this guy and it's like this guy and walks like this guy and plays like this guy, Joe Perry, and 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 what he thinks. You're also gonna hear how he became the guitarist for the band Lawless Hearts. This guy is an actor as well. He is in Fox's 
star. He just finished the new season coming out. It's going to be fantastic. He's also the brand ambassador for Demons Behind Me. You're going to hear how he got this brand and how it was more from this to that and, 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 and what it represents and all this other stuff. You're going to hear his life growing up from a little kid to now a musician. What was his story like? Was his plan always to be a musician? You're going to hear about that. You're also going to hear us discuss A Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to hear what I'm watching, what he's watching, what I'm listening to, what he's listening to, all on today's podcast. So appreciate you guys listening in and coming up right now is Mike Thomas. Hey guys, it's Big Shrimp with Big Shrimp Entertainment. And you are listening to the HodgePodge Podcast with Dylan Hodge. Yeah, dude. So, all right. So I want to start off by asking you for a favor. I want you when you get on stage. You're you're a great guitar player, by the way. I think you sound. You have a Joe Perry esque type way that you play. But one favor I want you to do. I want you to get an nose ring and start wearing a top hat. Yeah, it sounds great, man. <laughs> you look. I swear to God, you guys don't know. What this guy looks like, you can go to Mike Thomas. Um, what is it, Mike Thomas for Life on Instagram? Yeah, Mike Thomas for Life. Look at this guy. He identical to Slash. He just has straight hair. <clears throat> it, it, it's unbelievable. Like I first saw him, and I was like, that kind of he kind of looks like Slash, doesn't he? A little bit, and I was like, well. And then I heard him shred the guitar, and I was like, holy crap! I got to get this guy on. So. First off, dude, how did you start? Pick when did you pick up the guitar? How did you start? You know, realizing oh, I want to be a musician. Um, what started like really, really young. I mean, my great grandfather. Um, he he played all the instruments. He was a traveling musician. Yeah. Um, he was from Holland, uh, and he lived in uh, Miami and played like Frank Sinatra and all those people. Uh, and my father played guitar, and he's a chef, uh, my mom's thing. So, this, uh, my grandfather is from my, uh, mother's side. Uh-huh. So, we just like a very artistic family, and I got my first guitar when I was six. So, the, um, I don't know, just, my first, the first song I learned was, uh, Let Me Go by Death Leopard, and I just, I just took it from there. You know, uh-huh. I, I don't know, I just, I just, I, I, I it's an affection for it. I don't know. It, it, uh, that was like the only relationship I had for the longest time. And it, it, uh, um, it started very young, and it's going to be a, a life thing. So what is your favorite song to play um, on guitar? Ah, uh, shoot. Um, my favorite song. What did I say? I, I, man, we played... This is like a whole, you know, we, we played uh, like as a cover band for a little while, but yeah. there's so many, uh, you know, every, every band has that, you know, you gotta bring in some dirt somehow, but the, uh, I don't know, I would say like, like as far as guitar solo playing, like Comfortably Numb uh, by Pink Floyd, I just like his tone, I like the way he sings uh, the guitar, um, his tone, and, uh, uh, that's like the, that's a super hard question because there's so many there's just, there's just so many I can name mm-hmm. 
that I can't really pinpoint. I mean, I just enjoy, you know, I grew up on the 70s and 80s. So, I, you know, there's just, an, there's just an energy about the songs of that era. I don't know. You know, I'm 26. Sure. And, you know, in my, I feel like, you know, my generation, like, there, there are superstars in our generation. You know, but I, I don't know. There was just some type of essence that was over that music and any of, of uh, you know, he said, uh, Joe Perry, I mean, any, any, you play any Aerosmith song, you're going to still move. You know, yeah. so it's, uh, that's how I feel about that. Well, you could put any, um, Joe Perry, I, I would just say that because Aerosmith's my favorite band of all time. But I mean, you could put. Well, no, of course, yeah. Right. You could put Van Halen in there. You could put Nikki Six in there. You could put whoever else. You know, you could put Slash in there. Well, I don't know about Slash. Slash is one of the best. <laughs> but, uh. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just want to go through real quick. I wrote down some of your stats here. Um, I stalked your Instagram before we did this so I could have just a little bit of insight what I knew about you. So you are a guitarist for the band Lawless Hearts. You are also an actor. Uh, yeah. You are. You just finished a season of Fox's Star. So, what is before we get into the band thing? You see how I do this podcast? I just go everywhere. What is Star? Has it a show that's already been aired and it's just been another season, or is it a new show? Because I, I don't. I haven't heard of this. Uh, uh, Star and Fox. So that's a, a sitcom on on. Uh, it's like about a, a girl named star and it's like a you know about her and her group uh it's just a cool little show that's on fox and um i live i, I moved back to jacksonville florida okay. um, from jacksonville but i uh, I, I was just living in atlanta for a while well, my my drummer's from there and he moved back and i you know we kind of uh hit a little not really rough but just like a slowdown period in the band and i moved to atlanta and the movie scene you know, people think go to L.A., you know, to, yeah. you want to, you know, kind of dabble in acting. But really, honestly, you should really move to Atlanta. Atlanta is, you know, a lot of movies, if you notice, at the bottom, it'll have, like, the Georgia Beach, you know, Georgia Films uh, logo, if you, like, really pay attention. So a lot of, there's a tax break, so a lot of movies and TV shows, like Marvel TV shows and everything was done there. So I went there to try to, you know, dabble into some acting, um, and I got a, a couple, like, not really major parts on that show, but it was fun to be a part of. And, you know, that's something I've always uh, wanted to add to my resume as well in the future because, um, I don't know, it's just, it's just fun. You know, you can be the musician, actor, you know, because it's, you know, the records aren't selling hundreds of millions of records anymore. So oh. if you get a good, if you get a good little pop and then you put your name elsewhere, like in, in the, say, the acting field, then, it, you know, then you're staying in the whole, you're staying in the entertainment circle rather than just like, oh, well, you know, we're not selling too good right now, then we're not doing anything. It's just to keep your name out there. And I've always loved acting. I'm not like some superstar actor, but I've always loved this. I think that maybe I could land something. And uh, just planting some seeds, basically, but now we're, we're just uh, recording now for the band. And hopefully that, what I did in Atlanta, will will you know, bring something good in the future. So, you're big into acting, so I, I'm, a, I'm a big movie guy. Like, I've probably seen every movie that the Oscars, which is coming up tomorrow night, but no one you're listening to this, probably seen every one of them, but I, I want to get your opinion on this. Um, 
a lot of people are flagging the Bohemian Rhapsody film because it's inaccurately theorized in the in the history of how the movie goes. Have you seen that yet? I, I thought it was great. Me too. I mean, because I mean, I mean I, I loved it. I thought Rami Malek looked identical to Freddie Mercury. He had the same sound. But my thing is, what movie? Okay, let's say if they make a movie about, um, let's use Donald Trump, for example, President Trump. There's going to be so much of that that's going to be infactual. That, but a music nerd like myself, like let's say Mike, you go watch it as a, just a Queen fan. You don't know the backstory, you just know the songs and you love them. You're not going to realize that, oh, this is inaccurate. He didn't say, you know, he wasn't diagnosed with AIDS before Live Aid. You're not going to know that. So I think with us being music nerds as we are, it really made a gut punch into how the movie was theorized and put together. Well, the, well, the, the thing people got to know is, like, it's, when it comes to, to market, like, if people want a documentary, then go watch a documentary. Right. But when, exactly. it comes, when, it comes, when it comes to a movie, you got to dramatize certain things a little bit or, or, or people are going to lose interest. The whole mm. thing is numbers and money. You know, they could, if you're going to go to the theater and spend $20 on a movie ticket, you don't want to watch a documentary. So you gotta, you got to dramatize a little bit of things just just because. It's just the way things are. You know, you can't have things so... And, and the thing is, I, I know I'm not like some complete one, you know, 100% history buff on, you know, on, on, uh, on Queen. Right. But I know a lot, a lot of the way things went, not maybe like word for word for word, but gender, the general story was following what happened. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it, it got the blessing of the right. other band members. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, and, but, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. I, I gave it four and a half out of five stars only because I did not like the way it ended. Um, I didn't like how it ended at Live Aid because there was so much more story that could have, even though it was two and a half hours, you know, I think they could have cut a little bit of the middle out because some of the middle was a little boring, like some of the dialogue was a little boring. Oh, yeah, no, I, no, yeah, I agree. But, but I think they could have added more because at the time of Freddie Mercury's death, he was clean-shaven. I would like to have seen them go in there and how they would have dramatized him shaving the mustache off, how big of a deal that was to actually see Freddie Mercury without, you know, a mustache and short hair. And then not not saying watch him die, but instead of just the words coming on, he died, blah, 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 blah. I, that's the only reason I gave it four and a half stars out of five because I just didn't care how it ended after Live Aid. Because, yes, that was one of the biggest concerts in history. But... Not for a movie type. I, I don't think it should have ended there. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can see where you're coming from. I can agree with that. The, uh, um, you know, making it. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with you on that. I mean, all all uh, all the rest, like you know, the box office film, and it, it uh, I think it. I enjoyed it. I definitely watched it again. Right. It made a billion. I mean, it made a billion dollars in the theaters. You know, it's not like somebody. If they're hating on it, then they're hating on it in a bad way, because it their hate didn't do. Oh well, yeah, but well, people, people that may have actually been there, 
or like in that era and, and uh, you know, you know, saw like it actually going down when it was going down. Sure. You know, like the people that, uh, you know, that paid on Greta Van Fleet, you know, because, you know, like real Led Zeppelin fans, <laughs> that they say, you know, oh, they're not Led Zeppelin, stuff like that. I could see a lot of hate coming from that way for the movie, but I mean, right. as, as far as the actor, I mean, the mannerisms, and, and like, I'm talking about to a T of how he moved, I mean, like, it was, oh yeah, you know, it, it, to me, okay, let, let's say, to the perspective of uh, the movies that come out of, uh, like, uh, Waterline, mm. uh, or Ray, uh, Ray with Jimmy Fox, like, all the movies that, you know, were superstar people with um, they had a movie about them. It's like up in there, like top five. It's always gonna be there. You know, I, I was, I thought it was when I heard that someone was coming out for Queen. I was like, that's gonna be really hard. I want to see. And then when I when they announced Randy, uh, I don't know if I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, that that he, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I was like, man, that dude's perfect for <laughs> this. You know. Because they didn't really have to, all they had to do was kind of, you know, do the deep, the parcel, and not too much because he, he kind of had the jawline of him. I mean, yeah. he had that, that type of look. So, uh, all in all, I mean, probably a great movie. Did you see uh, A Star is Born? Yes, I did. I thought that was pretty great as well. I thought, I thought it was, I liked it right here. Good. I thought it was fantastic, dude. I One of Bradley Cooper's I can't say, because I'm a big superhero fan, I can't say Guardians of the Galaxy is his best role because he is actually an animated character that's doing the voice. So I would say Star is Born is a fantastic movie, one of his greatest, and Lady Gaga, she was just shocking how good of an, of an actor she is. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I honestly, it was, like, super emotional, too. It was, like... And it, like, hits you because it's so, uh, like, that type of story is so real. I mean, it's like, it can happen the way that happened. They can, the romance can happen the way that happened. Mm. Uh, the, the sadness, um, the character, uh, you know, the, I just drew a blank. And then Bradley Cooper played uh, the main singer. I mean, it, it, like, the sadness he felt, you know, thinking that's the only way out, and then his backstory of his father, you know, then being drinking buddies, and then, sure. I mean, like, all of that, it was just, like, so realistic that it could relate to, not just a musician, but just to the world on, on real-life problems and the shit that goes on. Right. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I'm like, those two movies, man, those are, I mean, should have won all the awards. That's what I'm saying. Between, um, I'm not a musical guy, um, but those two and The Greatest Showman were some of the best that I've seen. But about A Star is Born, spoiler alert, Bradley Cooper dies in it. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, I, I watched the one with Chris Christopherson, so I knew what was going to happen at the end. But I think he went more, he, he went more into an emotional went more in an emotional way than just, you know, going off a cliff with a motorcycle. Exactly. Because... It was like, uh... Go ahead. 
No, yeah, I was saying, I mean, the way, because he was signing it, like, and, he, you know, he was signing it, uh, and, you know, you, you, it's an anticipation of you don't, you know, even though I knew the outcome was wrong because it was a remake, but right. it, uh, you think that, okay, well, maybe he'll snap out of it. Or, that, that's what I was thinking. You know, I was thinking that maybe, oh, Bradley Cooper, because he wrote it, and I was like, well, maybe he's going to turn it and think, okay, if this didn't happen, this was what was going to happen. But, you know, I think the way he portrayed the, 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 the alcoholic and the drug addict guy in two, that's how he wound up dying after he went to rehab. And he actually, you know, sw- uh, took all those pills and got high and killed himself. I, I just think the story was, was way better than the... Um, I haven't seen the Judy Garland Judy Garland one from like the thirties. I've only seen the Chris Christopherson one, but I thought that's yeah. Really, I've only seen the one. Yeah. I thought it was one of the best remakes I've ever seen. I, I would I would stand right by you on that. And, and I just the pairing of, of you know actor and I, and Lady Gaga's performance. She uh, you know she always gives you know. I mean it's. Uh, even her dialogue, everything like you know, it's sometimes you see like musicians come in and yeah, they get a role or something. Or she's had she's had other parts, you know, American Horror Story and all that stuff. Yeah, she's yeah. had other, you know, she she. I mean, a lot of her stage shows is acting as well too. So, um, you know, she's just an all around performer. But she's you know, she was flawless in it, and um, I don't know, I. <laughs> That's one of those movies, like, you know, you don't really have to buy movies anymore because it's like, you rent them or, right. or get them on Netflix or whatever you want to buy. I don't, I don't buy them. I mean, I, I really want to have to have the collection. I actually did buy Bohemian Rhapsody, Greatest Showman, and uh, A Star is Born. But, I mean, A Star is Born, to have a musical, you have to have good music, and some of it is boring. But A Star is Born had so, it was, the music was so great in it. Like, it was more of a country rock blues way. Um, I didn't really care for it. Oh, yeah, and that way it was, it was written like the, the concert, like the first opening. Uh, I was at, I forgot what, what festival was in. He was uh, doing just, that, that black eyes open wide. Yeah. Black eyes, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. That song was rocking. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it, it was all, it was like, he was actually singing too. Now, you do, know? You, do you know the backstory behind that I don't want to stay too long on this, but do you know the backstory behind Bradley Cooper doing that movie? Uh, no, I, I actually don't. Um, if you want to know, I'll, I'll do it, try to do it real quick. Um, so what had happened was the movie had been in production for over four years. Um, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, Will Smith, Tom Cruise, all these guys were supposed to be playing uh, Jackson Maine. That's the guy's name. Uh, and... Bradley Cooper was like, okay, I'll take it. So he had to get guitar lessons from the guy from Pearl Jam. I'm not a big Pearl Jam fan, so I don't really know the the, the names of the guys from Yeah. Uh, but he went to the guy from Pearl Jam, and he taught him how to play a couple chords on the guitar and taught him how to sing in between two weeks. So Bradley hey. Cooper is not actually playing the guitar. They had some guy go into a studio and play the guitar and he is actually just mimicking the chords and whatnot of what it is and how Lady Gaga came into the picture was he was at a party one night, met Lady Gaga and was like, hey, this is going to be a perfect role for you. 
and the rest is history. This is one of the um, because I think it took like eight million dollars to make, which is which is very which is not a lot of money in, in these days because you're looking at hundreds of millions of dollars to make a movie, and they made it with like a single digit millions of dollars, and then it comes out yeah, with it, not, comes, with it comes nothing. out making five hundred half a billion dollars in the box office, and one of the greatest movies of of, of our time right now. Exactly. So, man. I mean, it's. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's, yeah. I mean, to, to finish it off, definitely it's going to go down to history as one of the great. Oh, no no doubt. No doubt. So, you are. Um, I want to get back to your music, but first, you are um, one of the brand ambassadors for Demons Behind Me. Um, explain what that is and, and what the goal for the Demons Behind Me brand, because it's a clothing company, what, what the goal for it is. It's just an, um, okay, that's a great question. The, um, uh, it's just an uplifting company that, you know, I mean, as, really the mainstream is like, you know, as addicts, you know, that, you know, putting your demons behind you and, and moving on and getting your life back together. Um, but I, you know, I never really had, me, me the way it kind of influenced me, you know, uh, I wanted to join on board, uh, I saw Post where the, I, I guess I don't know if he's the main owner or influencer, but I was following the photo of Mark. I saw him posting, you know, they're looking at uh, getting ambassadors. And it hit me because, you know, as an artist, you're getting their heads a lot. You get depressed and, um, and you know, have, like, a lot of regrets and things, you know, of what I did wrong and, and not being able to, you know, keep growing and... and how consistent in what you're trying to do. And, and I remember it hit me, uh, I was going through a lot of things with, you know, six family members and everything, and it, it was just something, I may not have been like a, uh, a drug addict person. I've really never had any substance issues, but I feel like I'm, I'm strong as a mentor to, to help others, to, you know, right. power through their, their problems. And I wanted to join in that way and just help uh, in any way I could. Um, you know, because I have family members who that are with substance abuse, and, and my industry, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's known that you know the, the artist industry, acting and, and music, it's, it's filled with drugs. I mean, you see it promoted on Instagram; they just they do it leisurely. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I mean that's the uh, way it is. I mean, it develops into a serious problem. I mean, I just never had those. But I wanted to empower people if they could have. Um, you know, it, you know, because their upbringing, everyone's upbringing, could be a lot different than the way I than what I was if they didn't have a parent in their life. They just they had trauma, and knowing that there's people out there that, the you know, they're knowing they're not alone and they can they don't have to uh, cope with their, you know, the things they've been through with drugs and alcohol. And I, I figured I wanted to tackle it that way. And I jumped on board and. Uh, I'm gonna be with them for as long as they they want me to be with them. Cool, dude. So I feel like I yeah, I feel like I reach in my life. I feel like I reach a lot of people with you know with the the attention I get from my music, uh, you know, and I don't know, just giving back as much as I can to the community. You know, even if things don't really ever hugely take off for me. Uh, it's all, you know, living in this world, it's all about giving. It's not about taking. It's not about, you know, it's, 
it's only about what you can give. I mean, really, in the long run, it's only about what you can give to others. Mm-hmm. You know. Cool, dude. So if I try to get any sponsors, I try to go through you. <laughs> and <just enjoy> yeah. <laughs> so uh, definitely. Lawless hearts, man. Talk. Um, there's actually a female lead singer. Um, from one of the clips you put on your Instagram, which I. It's been a while since I've heard a female uh, singer on on a in a kind of because I categorize you as, as somewhat of rock, um, and it's been a while since I've heard a lead singer from a rock band be a female. Oh yeah, it's my uh, sister. Your sister, okay, cool. So, so oh, yeah. did so you must have grew up in a very musical um, childhood family to have a sister that can sing and then you can shred a guitar. Well, yeah, it's, uh, what's crazy is that, you know, I had, when I was young, uh, yeah, but like I was saying, my mom, she uh, was always out because she sang, and, and my dad, he's a chef, and you know, we've just always been real close as a family and, and always been encouraged in the arts, And um, but my sister, you know, she uh, she's older than me, you wouldn't think, because she's, you know, she's real small, you know, when you meet her in person, but she had her own band, uh um, and, and uh, you know, a lot of people around her said to stop singing when she first started, you know, a long time ago. Uh, she was born, like, you know, fairly deaf in one year. She was born premature, so she, like, she was, she, she was telling that because she was like, no one said, didn't encourage her to sing. Not my family, but she kept getting better and better and better and better. Mm. And then now you never know that she had that problem. And she had another band. Um, and I was in another band, you know, long story short, um, for for a number of years, like it all got kind of southern rock band when I was like 15, 16, okay. and that, that, that came apart, and I was writing, uh, I was auditioning, you know, long story short, I was auditioning for singers for a new group I was doing, and the guy, he had the look and everything, and he, he could definitely, you know, entertain people probably, whatever, but he just didn't have the voice. And I was saying, Alex, I said, can you come and show him what I'm saying? You know, sing this melody for him. And then I just had this, uh, you know, this is about 10 years ago. I had this, you know, epiphany. I was like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. that sounds pretty good. Why don't I have, why, why don't, you know, why don't I just, because I, I didn't really want a female singer. And I heard her sing it. And I was like, let's just, let's just do this. Let's bring this together, you know, and, uh, and, and be bandmates and, uh, the rest is history from there. But it, uh, um, you know, it just, I don't know, it's, it's crazy. It's like we don't really, when it comes, we don't really hang out. It, it's not like ones we're going to hang out and spend time all, like, all the time together, like siblings like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like when it comes to to making music, it's weird. It's like a psychic thing. Like she could have some mm-hmm. lyrics and all of a sudden I, I have some, you know, music too. That's how like all of our songs kind of came about. Obviously the rest of our band members will, you know, add their parts but like as far as the body of the song it's always kind of just came together like you know effortlessly it's uh, a really cool thing mm. so were there any on your journey to be coming a guitarist for the for the band was there any musicians or or, or any famous musicians that you ran into and they've actually given you advice or anything like that or who has given you advice along the way you know don't quit you're gonna make it et cetera et cetera um, I've had a couple good, uh, um, one was pretty proud, I was like probably 15. He wasn't, they, they, they won a lot of Grammys, they were like, 
I don't remember when they were like super fans, but there was a, like a country band called the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Right, I'm, I'm familiar. And, and um, we were opening up, I was in another band, we were opening up for them, and the, uh, uh, it's like a fiddle player or something, he, he, he was telling me about a music publishing book. He said, you're the writer of this song, don't you? I don't know how he pinpointed me out. And he said, you know, there's this uh, music publishing by, that's why like, I, I learned a lot of knowledge about how you, know, you make money in the industry, you know, mm -hmm. like really make money. Um, uh, and he said, you know, I'd be so and so much richer if I would have had this book. And he told me the name of the book of you. It's like Alan Poe or something. Uh, not Alan Poe. So it's music publishing by something Poe, but I got the book and I read it through and through and gained a lot of, a lot of knowledge. Um, and, uh, what can I say? I've played with so many different bands. Um, Kind of thing. I haven't really ran into like a super, like at least one of my idols. Like I, I was, I almost met Neil Sean. Like I love Neil Sean and I almost met him. We were working with a producer in Nashville um, uh, on a project pretty recently, and uh, his friend is, you know, Neil Sean. I was, uh, you know. He like I was trying to kind of solo, and he said, "You want me to call him?" He's like, "I call him." He kind of influenced me, and it, it, that never happened. I don't know. We've been in so many situations. It's not to be like a downer or certain situations. That, like, I guess the bad thing about music is that a lot of things are so wishy-washy. Uh -huh. You know, in our industry, you know, you get these opportunities, and all of a sudden, like you get so high up in there, and then it's going to happen. That's going to happen, and. Uh, you know, it's like a psychological, like, um, I don't know, it really kind of wears you down mentally, like, psychologically, this industry, because you get so high up in the air, like, an opportunity can arise, and all of a sudden it's taken away from you, like, the next day almost. Like, it could be, it could be right there, you could be at the door, and all of a sudden the floor is taken off the bus. Like, it's so unpredictable. But it's like, I don't know, it's always, there's always something that comes about the next day that tells you to still stick with it um I don't know it's uh I'm, de I, I'm, I'm definitely I don't know <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question as we wind down here we're going on about 30 minutes here um my favorite artist of all time is John Mayer um what about who are some of your favorite musicians or artists um some of my favorite well I really love um, uh, honestly, I love all the, the greats, um, you know, Joe Perry, Slash, uh, 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 Neil Sean from Journey. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as, okay, to answer the question, I got a full thing, like, here's my favorite, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to have, you know, we're trying to be like a band that like really makes it like any other band. Mm -hmm. And I look at, you know, okay, if I want to be just a, a big arena rock band one day, like the model, like if you look at like, let's say a Bon Jovi, you got Richie Sambora and you, um, you have this, he has this whole persona about him that he is this larger than life 
You know, that's the way I get influenced. He's his larger than life character, and then he brings it on stage every single night with amazing talent. And you look at that whole entity of Bon Jovi, or, or even a John Mayer, per se, like they, they, they bring every aspect of an artist that that's what they should. They should, you know, it's like, that's what I feel is missing in some aspects of current music. You know, it's like, I, you know, I want to see like a larger than life, you know, show. And I want to be inspired. And, and when I look at different artists, uh, you know, from the past, that's what I get from them. And um, Bon Jovi has been a huge influence. I mean, it's a uh, Motley Crue, uh, Boston. Um, I, I, uh, just, I, I don't know, I, I don't look at just like the music always, you know, I, like cause I'm a performer and, uh-huh. and I, I like seeing someone, you know, you know, okay, for instance, let's put two guitarists together. You got Ingrid Mountain and, and, uh, Eddie Van Halen, both can completely bring the world down with the guitar play, but you go see Van Halen and you're going to see hit songs, you're going to see then you know, running around the stage together and performing and, and just all of the above. And that's what I get inspired by. Um, and, you know, and we were talking about Stars Born, Lady Gaga, honestly, you know, when her first kind of dance songs were coming out, I was like, we're, you know, generations going into the dance swing. And, but if you look down deep into her soul and what she really comes from, you know, She's a true musician. She's a true performer, and you know, and you can feel that coming from her. That's mm. what inspires me the most. It's just something you don't really have like a specific one. I just, mm. you know, and it's. Uh, but John Mayer, he's. You know, you're saying that he's your favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's freaking great. You know, the first great time. Guitars. The first time, um, when I was growing up, I was never. I was only really allowed to listen to country music, really. And then when I got probably into high school and I started driving, you know, um, I got on to these other different types of music. And I heard Stop This Train is my favorite John Mayer song. But the first song that I actually heard that it was it grabbed me and put me towards him was Gravity from my favorite album of all time, Continuum. And it, he just had me a hold from there. But uh, so of course, yeah, and he's just he has this style about him that he's weird, but I'm weird and you're weird in in, in our own way. That what does it matter? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like people are like, um, my, my mom will say all the time, like, um, she doesn't like Eric Church, and I'll ask why, and she goes, because he's different. But isn't that what you want? Something different to, <laughs> to, to you want something different to break the bond between country music, like. Like today, I got I got frustrated at um, because Florida Georgia Line released they they put their new album out and I a new album I try to listen to it because I want to see what they're doing more differently, but I kind of got agitated at them this time because they are one of the people that changed what country music is today with Cruz and and, and their and their pop country sound and. People started making fun. They they hated it. They hated it, and now they went back to steel guitars and 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 basically '90s '80s country sounding instead of their new you know up to beat pop sound. And it kind of agitated me because I'm not saying they let them get to them, the fans get to them, but 
they had they were on a roll. They had something different no one else had, and then to me it kind of broke the bond down. But it could also be a good thing. Like now all these people can stop complaining because country maybe will get back to their definition of country. Well, I mean, the thing is, is in music and art, you're not going to please exactly everyone. Exactly. And you need to continue to do Look at ACDC. You think they give it shit what people, no. they, they, they say to their formula for 40 years or whatever, you know, <laughs> they sell out, literally they can only play stadiums. But, you know, so. And I think it this way, no one, the the rock music nowadays, no one's complaining about it. No one's complaining about the pop now. People are complaining strictly about country music. Because, and, and I tell the yeah. same people the same thing. Johnny Cash, do you think he was considered country when he first started? I mean, look, look, at, look, look at one of the country gods. George Strait, Garth Brooks, they were both considered not country. And then now... You say, who do you think's country? And they go, oh, I wish it was back to the George Strait, Garth Brooks times. But we're, but the thing is, we're not in that era anymore. We're in... Well, yeah, well, Garth, that, he, he hated country. Exactly. He wanted, to be, he, 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 wanted to, he wanted to be like, that's just where he landed. And he wanted, like, honestly, when you go to his concert, it's like seeing a Kiss concert, but friggin'. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's... A, it's uh, I don't line. I mean, I'm not, like, the hugest fan, but... Right. And that's a, that's okay. It's, and I don't think they care that I'm not the hugest fan. No. It's just, you, you do what works because if you want to be, I've thought this a long time, you know, like, but if, if you want to be in the industry, you got to kind of compromise. And like, that's what was selling. People were buying records. Mm-hmm. People were coming to their shows and people can't hate on them because they were doing something, you know, they were doing what they love. They were performing, uh, and not having to work a nine to five. I mean, they were doing that's just flat and simple. I mean, it's like if if people didn't like it, they wouldn't be on top. You and, know what I mean? And, so, and and I say all the time, if you don't like what they're doing, and you want to complain about it, why don't you get out there and you try to do what you want to do? I, I bet ninety nine exactly. It's just because they're unhappy with what they're doing. I mean, you have. I particularly don't listen to the radio because to me, it's too many commercials. And I prefer to listen oh, yeah, to, to what I want to listen to when I want to listen to it instead of, oh, let's wait, let's see if this song comes on before we get out of the car when I can just play it, you know, as soon as we get in the car. But, if I mean, people had that nowadays. I mean, back then when they were selling, when every album they were putting out was going platinum, 10 times platinum, you know, with, with just cassette tapes. I mean, mm-hmm. They're going to Spotify now making point oh 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 one cent per song or per play that's oh yeah I know all about that that's how we're done you can't hate on someone like let's let's take your dad for example he's a chef I'm pretty sure he gets lots of complaints because this steak's not cooked to their perfection this steak's not right this chicken's overdone this chicken's overcooked he's he probably went through a lot of that in in his lifetime becoming a chef and the thing is I won't complain about it because they're trying. At least they're out there trying. They have a job. If I wanted it this way, you know, I will go home and cook it this way. But, uh, I mean, it's a whole debacle. I don't, I don't even know where I'm headed with it. No, I, I'm, I literally, I, I, I know exactly what you're, you're explaining. I mean, for real. 
I'm right there with you. I, mean, I, I get in, my, I get uh, over my head sometimes, and I just, I just baffle, and I and I get a lot of incorrect facts. Right, <laughs> it's a, it's it's a wild thing doing this thing, dude. Hey, I mean, it, you're you're doing a great thing with this podcast, and you know, I I uh, I'm I'm proud of, to be honest. Thank you for asking me. Well, man, it, you know, it's, I mean, it's my pleasure. I mean, I I want to get people. Sure, I want to have. Um, Ashton Kutcher on here, but but is it gonna happen? Nine times out of ten, no, because I'm not big enough. I want to get some people that are not known enough and blow them up. Because, hey, because that's, uh... I, I mean that that's the goal. I mean I've I've done it with, happen, with a couple people, and then you know I just I, because. People took a chance on me, like, um, I'm real good friends with Upchurch the Redneck. Um, he took a chance on me by doing this just for five minutes. And then, you know, sometimes I feel like a fool asking, you know, I asking you, I was like, hey, you want to do my podcast? It's nothing, but we're just, we're just chatting. There may be 12 people listen to it, but, you know, there's 12 more people that don't know you. You know, that, that's, that's the way I look at it. And then, you don't, you don't, you don't know where the break is going to come from. Right. You could do a million, million, million things, right? And still something, still it doesn't happen. No. It's just the one, the one time. Yeah, it's hard you say it, like when they say don't give up. It doesn't mean don't give up for a week. It doesn't mean don't give up for a month. Right. It doesn't mean don't give up for a year. It doesn't mean don't give up for a couple of years. It means just don't give up because you don't know when you're going to be blessed. You don't know when the door is going to open because when the door opens, a lot of the times, unfortunately, people, they uh, lose the willpower, they give up, and then the door opens. Right. The universe opens, opens for them, and they're not ready. You need to focus on, I tell people, and listen, I'm not some rock star yet, but I, I've had some decent, decent things happen to me, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful to be on this podcast. I'm grateful any anything that comes my way, I'm grateful for. But I don't know, you know, I tell people, if, if they just, Give up, they'll never find, you know, <laughs> what was possible. They'll just end up bitter uh, and, and hate the world and think that they, you know, owe them something. You know, but it's, uh, you just have to hang in there. Yeah. In my, it, that, 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 that gets under my skin, too. Like, um, they're better than you, but aren't, like, I was looking at something. Taylor Swift, she doesn't meet and greet her fans I can understand because she's had a lot of incidences with, you know, stalking and stuff like that. But shouldn't you, that's the least you can do is at least if they ask for a picture or an autograph to sign, because they're the reason you're making these hundreds of millions of dollars a year. They're the, they're the reason you're, they're selling albums. And when people are like, no pictures, please don't, don't, when I come into the store, you're not, you're not to look me in the eyes. Let me tell you something. Oh yeah, I've heard some cra- I've heard some crazy stuff. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, artists. it's like. Let me tell you something. It's like literally, on that note, you know, of course, the free world, she can do whatever she wants. But yeah, the, the thing is, is if, if if the door opened for me, where I could not have to, you know, swing multiple jobs to make things work to make ends meet, and I could do this, I could have one hit song. Even if I was one hit wonder and something took off and, and I reinvested any money I made into other business or whatever, and, and I didn't have to, I could just do what I love and I have to stress about just bills, just, just to do what I love. 
I don't, I couldn't turn down any, I mean, she lives an extremely lavish lifestyle, and I don't see how I can live one day without just waking up like holy shit with a smile on my face. Like, even if I was in the worst pain when I was growing up, I, I mean, I couldn't do it. But I'd have to be so grateful to everyone. I, I understand where you're coming from, but I also understand where yeah. she's coming from. She was, what, 13, 14, 15 when she got, you know, when, when she made it, so... Come on, oh, yeah. Bieber. That's all they know is money, fame, girls, and guys, and and all this. So it's like the normal life is just be a dick, plain and simple. That's the normal life because that's what you had to deal with for so long. But to me, exactly. it can, it can well, be. That's what I, feel, yeah. I mean, it can be taken with a snap. You know, you could be on the, you could be on the street, and then that guy that you didn't give an autograph to, you think he's going to give two craps to put two pennies in that cup that you have? You know? You know? Exactly. You know, the, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I, I, uh, I just got to hold my word to, you know, if, if the door, you know, ever opens, you know, which what I have envisioned, you know, for a long time for me, right. that I just remain, remain, remain humble and, and grateful for it, you know, for the big opportunity that comes my way. I mean, I can't really, I know some things to the grapevine about Taylor Swift, how she, she broke and, you know, mm-hmm. who her father is and how things really took off for her because it's like, in all honesty, there's a lot of other greater country artists that are like way better, right. you know, but it, um, but the, the industry is that when you have a funnel, I mean, the funnel of this, to, 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 to maintain fame costs, millions of dollars it's yeah. not just like people love you forever like you gotta stay in the limelight yeah. everything she does everything she does is, is paid for with tons of money I mean it's, it's not like she's just famous continuously she's always you know spending money you're gonna spend money making money but I know you know she, she comes from money uh, which is not that I don't hate it for her. that's just the life she, she grew up into but it's uh, uh, it's enabled her to 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 stay famous, yeah, and build her, to build her empire. I mean, it's uh, that's just what it is. I mean, just like Bon Jovi. I mean, Mercury Polygram, and now what's called Island Def Jam. I don't know if he's still with them, but Bon Jovi, they he was they were spending millions of dollars to, to keep him famous. Right. Um. So and that's why they were so mad when he married Dorothea, wife for thirty years. You know, mm-hmm. because he's like this sex icon. I mean, so because they're, they're they're his asset, they're his business. You know, so. They're their money. Right. He, he is their money. So it's, uh, you know, artists are getting, when you're on a label or anything, any kind of contract money-wise, where people are trying to get a return. Yeah. Um, I get it. Art, artists, can, uh, artists can get severely, severely, severely stressed out because they could be famous, but they could really not be making any money. Yeah. Taylor um, uh, Swift is set. I mean, I'm not sure, but there's a lot of artists that are trying, like it's, you're a rapper or whatever that they get these advances and then they blow through all the money and then they don't have any money and then you know they, they get this now everything is broadcast and anyone can watch you you're going to be their own broadcaster so the single moment a star has a bad day he's freaking cursed upon so it's like I don't want to point the thing at any artist that kind of has a bad day because we're all human at the end no, of the we day we all have bad days Exactly, but it's, it's just hard now because music, unless you have money already, there's not immediate money. Like back then, you could release a record, uh, 
you could spend a million dollars on a record back in the 80s and make fucking $10 million yeah. and be set. I mean, literally, it just doesn't work that way anymore. But, uh, uh, so I could see why artists can get stressed out and I sympathize for that and everything. But, it, you know, just being a complete schmuck, you know, all the time, you know, it's not, it's not called for. But, you know, there's, there's two sides to every story, you know, and, uh, yeah. We just gotta kind of move together as a, as a race, you know, together and, and try to just uplift each other and, and get through it. I mean, because we're all put here. We didn't ask to be put here. I mean, I'm a very simple person, but we didn't. Ask, we were put here to do something, to do a job. And I'm not gonna hate anyone. I'm not gonna hate, you know. That's what I'm saying. We can't just throw away the hate, just this love. You know, if someone's disrespectful to you. Walk away, move away, let them go in their corner yeah, and be, be mean. <laughs> exactly, that's the way I look at it. It's got to be, I mean, I'm sure you got days where you just want to punch them all and go crazy. Then I do too. But mm. you got to look in the mirror and say, is that really going to help anything? No, it's not. You know, so you just got to take a deep breath, go on a walk, uh, and, 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 and put all that shit, shit behind you, you know, and just keep marching, keep moving forward, no matter what it is, keep moving forward. That's it. Yep. No matter, no matter what. All right, dude. So last question. Um, I'm always looking for new stuff to watch. So I watch Netflix a lot. Is there anything that you're you're watching? Um, and I'll give you something that I'm watching that maybe you can go watch and I can go watch simultaneously. Oh, Me, my uh, fiance, we we uh, watch a lot of stuff like on. She's really into horror stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, um. There's a lot of cool films, a lot of indie films that are on uh, the app Shutter. It's like just strictly uh, right, right, right. Um, it's, it's only like you can get a free trial, so you don't pay. It's only like five bucks a month. But um, we like a lot of like a more paranormal stuff. Um, and there was this one. What was it called? Oh, crap! I have to message it to you, but it was like <laughs> it was like. It was like an indie, uh, I'll message this to you, but it was just, uh, it was just about a, it was a big chunk one, and it was indie, and it didn't look like a big budget, but it, it was filmed as really great, it was about big film, but like the costume of like the big play, it was like, they had a sense, like all the budget on the costume, it was like amazing, it was a good dialogue, a lot of uh, movies, like where you have the person like, like it's on his camcorder and like you kind of watch the movie through his camcorder type stuff. Right. Um, that don't really get huge, but if you watch it, it's like, wow, it's the dark, you know, and, and they, not just horror, there's other movies too, but I'll have to mention you on some of the names, I gotta look, I just gotta ask her about them. But, uh, um, can't shoot. <laughs> I can't think of the name, I'm sorry, brother. No, you're good. Well, um, what uh, about you? I am watching, um, like I said, I watch Netflix. Um, I, I, I also keep my cable because cable is only good for weekly shows, stuff you can't get on Netflix, and live events. So that's really one reason I keep it because a lot of stuff I watch is not on Netflix or Hulu. Um, but I'm watching it on Netflix. I actually had to stop watching it, dude, because it was so freaking dark. And it's called Ozark on Netflix. Um Oh yeah, it's kind of in Atlanta. We're not in Atlanta, but like up in one of the suburbs. Right, with Jason Bateman, dude. It is so. It, 
I mean, it's it's a drug it's a drug show. He's trying to, you know, launder money and 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 with all these businesses, but it it just has like a such a dark storyline behind it and such. Every episode is like over an hour and a half, maybe, which that's probably why it's so dark, anyways, because there's so much happening in between that hour and a half. But it would just put me in such a bad mood, and you know, but it just it's it's it's, it's, it's freaking good. I mean, I watch a lot of. Um, I got, yeah, I, I heard a lot of that. I gotta watch it. I, I watch some kind of movies, but I watch a lot of stand up, man. I watch a lot of stand up. Um, I'm very passionate about comedy, um, and. The recent one. I love comedy too. You're you're gonna hate me for this because I mean I'm 21. I don't want I haven't watched uh, you know my com my comedians are like Kevin Hart and then Jeff Dunham and all that. But I went back on Netflix and watched Eddie Murphy's Delirious special from 1983. Dude, bro, that's I, like that's like one of the best classics. I sneezing and went through a field of everything I was allergic to for a week. I was laughing uncontrollably. It could, Dude, I'm right there with you. I, when I'm, when I'm, I've watched the whole thing, and when I'm down, I like going to get some snippets of it. And there's just something about picking Eddie that is just, well, you can just look at him and freaking die. And, and, and that's what's, that's what, like, like, I grew up, was born in 98, you know, you're growing up through the late 90s, you're not really remembering, but you're remembering the 2000s, and you're watching these movies, and you're not realizing that nine times out of ten, that guy right there is a stand-up comedian, like Howie Mandel. I knew him from Deal or No Deal, um, America's Got Talent, uh-huh. and then you realize he was a stand-up comedian, and he's one of the funniest guys on the planet, you know, and it's just something about stand-up that it's like Joe Rogan. That that guy. That guy's hilarious as well. Yeah, Joe's great, and uh, his friend. Uh, uh, Joey Dean is pretty funny. Have you uh, watched his podcast? Yeah. Well, dude, I think that's gonna do it. We've been on here about an over, a little over an hour. So, um, dude, I appreciate you doing it. Um, go get Lawless Heart. They got a bunch of singles out. Um, they got a few. Um, watch Star. When is when when does it air? Do you know the exact? I couldn't find the exact date. I don't know if they've announced it. Well, the uh, well, that was that was a little while ago. Okay. Um, so that it's it's already there. They already did season three. It's something like that. Well, a while ago, but the uh, but you know, the band we have uh, uh, a new single that we'll be releasing in the next couple of months uh, with the video, and just you know, be on the lookout for that. We got a lot of other videos up. You know, while it's um, and, uh, but I definitely keep an eye out on, on the new, uh, the new single that will be released all shortly, and definitely got a lot of other good things coming. I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, man, also go get the demons behind me. They got a big apparel. I'm gonna go get me a couple of shirts this weekend as well. So, dude, good being it's on awesome. here. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you very much, brother. I'll, uh, um, we'll be in touch, and, and I'm very grateful for being on here. I'll be on a bit rest of Saturday. All right, man, you too.